Welcome to Inspiration from American History with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is a letter from George Washington that reveals his faith and his fortitude. George Washington spent his early adulthood with the Virginia militia, serving mainly in the French and Indian Wars. In 1755, he took charge of all Virginia forces. However, he retired from military pursuits in 1759 to serve as a member of Virginia's House of Burgesses. A prosperous gentleman farmer, Washington risked his life, livelihood, and considerable possessions in 1774 when he joined the Patriot cause, taking command of the Virginia militia. He so distinguished himself that the following year the Second Continental Congress made him commander-in-chief of the entire Continental Army. Following his deft crossing of the Delaware River to defeat the British forces in Trenton, New Jersey on Christmas night, 1776, Washington held the fledgling army together throughout the following year's disappointments. One of the biggest tests for the troops came at Valley Forge's difficult winter encampment. In this directive to his men, General Washington challenged them to rise to the occasion of their circumstances. They had suffered defeat upon defeat on the battlefield and found themselves tired, cold, and low on food and clothing. The situation, though not entirely desperate, was severe. Washington's conviction that they would triumph over their circumstances shines through the following letter. Headquarters at the Gulf, December 17, 1777. The commander-in-chief with the highest satisfaction expressed his thanks to the officers and soldiers for the fortitude and patience with which they have sustained the fatigues of the campaign. Although in some instances we unfortunately failed, yet upon the whole heaven hath smiled on our arms and crowned them with signal success, and we may upon the best grounds conclude that by a spirited continuance of the measures necessary for our defense, we shall finally obtain the end of our warfare, independence, liberty, and peace. These are blessings worth contending for at every hazard, but we hazard nothing. The power of America alone, duly exerted, would have nothing to dread from the force of Britain. Every motive, therefore, irresistibly urges us, nay, commands us, to a firm and manly perseverance in our opposition to our cruel oppressors, to slight difficulties, endure hardships, and contemn every danger. The general ardently wishes it were now in his power to conduct the troops into the best winter quarters, But where are these to be found? 
Should we retire to the interior parts of the state, we should find them crowded with virtuous citizens who, sacrificing their all, have left Philadelphia and fled thither for protection. To their distresses, humanity forbids us to add, This is not all. We should leave a vast extent of fertile country to be despoiled and ravaged by the enemy, who which they would draw vast supplies, and where many of our firm friends would be exposed to all the miseries of the most insulting and wanton depredation. These considerations make it indispensably necessary for the army to take such a position, as will enable it most effectually to prevent distress and to give the most extensive security. And in that position, we must make ourselves the best shelter in our power. With activity and diligence, huts may be erected that will be warm and dry. In these, the troops will be compact, more secure against surprises than if in a divided state, and at hand to protect the country. These cogent reasons have determined the general to take post in the neighborhood of this camp, and influenced by them, he persuades himself that the officers and soldiers, with one heart and one mind, will resolve to surmount every difficulty with a fortitude and patience becoming their profession and the sacred cause in which they are engaged. He himself will share in the hardship and partake of every inconvenience. Tomorrow being the day set apart by the Honorable Congress for public thanksgiving and praise, and duty calling us devoutly to express our grateful acknowledgments to God for the manifold blessings He has granted us. The General directs that the Army remain in its present quarters, and that the chaplains perform divine service with their several corps and brigades, and earnestly exhorts all officers and soldiers whose absence is not indispensably necessary to attend with reverence the solemnities of the day. Thank you for joining me for Inspiration from American History. My new novel, Easton at the Pass, about the Revolutionary War's Colonel Peter Kishline, is now available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. I'm Rebecca Price Janney.